1: Before I start this interview, I wanted to take a moment because at the time of this recording, it was the day after Kobe Bryant, his daughter and those other lovely souls died in a helicopter crash. And uh, my special guest, we talked about it a little bit and uh, just being from Philly, it definitely hit home So I just wanted to put that out there because this is going live this week. And it was, like I said, recorded a while ago. So uh, just make sure that you make time to tell the people who you love that you love them. Um, Make sure that you live life to the fullest whenever you can and you know get, get back when, when you can and i'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at, at that just sending blessings to everyone as always and sending out waves of love and ray K healing energy i'm just going to have a moment of silence and then we will get started with the wonderful interview
0: Hello and welcome spiritual trailblazers. We have a very special guest on today and I can't wait for you to meet her. So we will be working with the goddess Yamanya to help you get into your personal flow, help you to unlock your feminine mysteries. And we are doing this with the most amazing Tanya Gonzalez. Tanya is a certified spiritual counselor, Kapalo certified yoga instructor, world-renowned tarot expert in 2012, she was voted number three psychic in the world in an international psychic challenge syndicated television vision show based in Kiev, Ukraine. As a psychic medium, she supports the growth and healing of clients through spiritual counseling, energy medicine, ancestral wisdom, past life regression, tarot, and yoga. Taya has traveled to over 20 countries, living in six across Europe, North, and Central America, while teaching and co-authoring to Amazon bestsellers in spirituality. After 10 plus years of working with hundreds of clients and their families in counseling, she was guided to create a private retreat experiences for those interested in sacred healing in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And you can visit her at tarotlifecoach.com, which I will put that link in the description of this episode. Tanya, welcome. Hi, Tia. Thank you
2: to you and your listeners. I'm so grateful to be here.
0: And I am so grateful to have you here. It's such a pleasure to see the energy that you have out there. And I know even though you're in Mexico and I'm in the United States, I can still feel the vibe that you're giving out there. And that's one of the beautiful things about spirituality is that you can be anywhere in the world and still feel that special vibe.
2: Absolutely, energy is everything. And it's most people and animals included and spiritual connections, our ancestors, it's all energy. And the more that we allow ourselves to get in tune with it, the more powerful we become, the more clear we become and the more connected we become.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So powerful. So I love how you said get more in tune. How did you get involved with being uh, a world-renowned psychic? How, how did that begin for you?
2: OMG. So this is a great story. So I, I was a librarian. I have a master's degree in library science and I had been a librarian for for children, actually, a school librarian, I really wanted to work with brown children. And the reason, this is a a little bit of a story so you can see where and how I got here. So um, working with, you know, um, students of color was important to me because I knew that in most of the school systems, there is hardly little to anyone working with our students. And as a single mother at the time, I really was focusing my energy on supporting the youth. It's always been so important to me. I then started doing yoga and it really just opened something for me and had, I had dreams coming back. I had intuition coming back in a way that I had never felt before. And It was like spirit was knocking on my door and I had a really dark night of the soul. And I remember going to Borders, if you can remember Borders. Yes. (laughs) And I used to love, that was like my bookstore. And I remember I was having a really, really dark night. I had been drinking every day. I was smoking cigarettes. I was just really in a dark place. And I saw a magazine called Science of Mind. And it had Marion Williamson on the cover. And what struck me was that it was a spiritual magazine because this was, wow, I I have to say early 2000s, like maybe 2002. Um, And so spirituality wasn't, you know, what it is now. And Mm -hmm. so when I, I saw this magazine and I started reading it and I said, wow, this is everything that I've been looking for because... I had tried unity churches, I had tried different churches, but Christianity did not speak to me because it was so guilt ridden and shame filled that I just, I always felt like I was wrong. It didn't make me feel better. It made me feel worse. Mm -hmm. And so I read this magazine and in the back, it showed that they have spiritual centers all over the United States and that there was one actually in Chicago. And so I booked my butt down there. And when I heard the reverend speak, I knew then that I had found my spiritual home. What I didn't know was how the impact of that would be on my life as well as my intuitive, intuitive gifts. And so I started going every week and every week I could swear he was talking to me. I was like, how does he know my problems? How does he know my dark night? Mm -hmm. And it was then that I realized that we are, you know, connected and spirit is with us. And so I started taking classes and then combined with the yoga classes. And this something just told me it was time for me to leave my job as a librarian and I was so scared. I I just, I had no idea. Cause again, my daughter had just started high school. She was going to a private high school at the time. And I said, how am I going to do this? And spirit just said, I've got you. And I, I was not, you know, so deeply in spiritual, but lessons and understanding, but something told me just to have faith. And so it was October 3rd, I think it was 2003. I, I remember, I, I'm sure I still have my, my um, resignation letter that I sent to my supervisor and I quit. I quit and I explained to the students why I was quitting because I, I, I really wanted them to know that I was connected to them and and that I wasn't quitting them, that I was mm-hmm. expanding. And so I took the leap of faith and I, I quit. And then I was guided to become a yoga teacher. And so I started really, I was studying with the church. I was taking every class they had cause it was just feeding my soul in a way that I had never been fed. And then feeding my body through yoga. I knew then that the path was being, I was being guided on a path and That was about six years of study and and teaching yoga. And I taught yoga all over Chicago at some of the worst high schools. Roberto Clemente High School, which is was known for being um, gang ridden and filled with drugs. They had they were one of the first high schools that I ever went to that already had security. Like you had to go through a metal detector to get in the school and here I was coming from the suburbs. You know, I was a suburban mm-hmm. Chicago girl. I was in an inner city Chicago girl. So it was a new world for me, but I was determined to teach mm-hmm. and share yoga and spiritual practices with students. Again, I I, I know that our, our children are the future. And, and so I had my yoga mat. I had my boom box. Cause this was before all social media, you know? Yeah. And I remember the kids were like, who are you? You know, I was coming in through their gym class and, and then I started having, um, I had done a few readings for like my neighbors and then they had started telling people, Oh, she's amazing. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so then I, I decided there was a coffee shop that I love to go to. And I asked them, can I do tarot readings here on Thursday nights from six to eight? And they're like, sure. So I started doing tarot readings at a little coffee shop in Oak Park, Illinois. And, and they're still there actually. And I, 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 within, I think it was the first six months there was a write-up of me and the local paper and then craigslist had just come out so i'd started advertising on craigslist and i had people every week then it was i had an overflow then people wanted to meet me so i had people coming to my house and then at that time i had also been studying to become a certified or a licensed spiritual counselor through the centers for spiritual living which was the church and the organization that i belonged to so I was doing spiritual counseling in the front door and tarot readings in the back door, and I was like, "You know, I'm really doing the same thing." And a friend of mine had said, "Yeah, why don't you combine the two?" And Tarot Life Coach was born in 2009. I remember my first website. I was like, "What am I doing, you know, through AOL and all of that, you know, right? Yeah, I And so I, I, I remember just like, I don't even know what I'm doing with this, you know, website design. And I just continued doing the tarot readings, um, at the cafe for about four years. And then I had my daughter then, um, was going off to college. She was at DePaul and I, something told me, you know, you don't have to stay here. In Chicago anymore and I said oh you're right I don't and so I applied for my passport actually her senior year and I had told her for my birthday I wanted her to get her passport because I had then put up a map of the world on our wall and I said one of these days I'm gonna teach yoga all over the world and cruise ships and I'm gonna do tarot readings and I'm gonna be famous doing tarot readings And, you know, again, I was a single mom. And so she was like, yeah, mom, okay. And so when she got in school, let's say it was her sophomore year, because I was still a little bit afraid uh, to, you know, go somewhere else as a woman by myself. I had lived in, I had, by then though, I had gone to Costa Rica and lived there for a bit because she was safely at school and it was... A few years later that I landed in Key West, Florida, and I had no place to stay. And in Key West, I, I didn't know anything. You know, I thought, oh, I could do tarot readings like I've done and I was still doing tarot readings and I had always waitressed through college and and even graduate school. And so I said, Oh, I'll get a waitressing job. And so I went to my the best restaurant, I said, Oh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to apply at the best restaurant in Key West. And they didn't have any openings. They said the only opening we have is a busboy. Now, I was 40 years old at this time. And they interviewed me twice, because <laughs> they couldn't believe that I wanted to be the busboy. And they're like, you're going to be the busboy. And I was like, you know what, I need the job. I I know I can do it and you know i thought to myself if they see what a great worker i am they'll promote me to a a server and so i was the best bus boy they ever had and people were constantly like why aren't you a server why are you a bus boy no one could believe it and i said no i'm 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 a spiritual counselor this is my you know my side hustle i'm you know doing my thing i have a radio show and people were so interested in me but the restaurant would not hire me on as a server. They asked me to host this and then I became the hostess with the mostest. Mm -hmm. And then I went to another restaurant and they hired me right away as a server. And so I had three jobs. I had three jobs. I was still seeing clients. I still had a radio show. By then it was still just only blog talk. So I had a blog talk radio (laughs) show with uh, another guy and we had a huge following. And so I, I wasn't gonna give that up. Now, I gave you all that background because I wanted you to see how it was truly a journey. And but it was still a very short time. So that was 2012. And so that summer I had it was July. I remember it was the end of June. And I was like, spirit, I know there's more for me. Thank you for these jobs, you know, I'm so grateful to be near the ocean. It was the first time I was really living next to the ocean, so close, you know? And I was just grateful all the time, waking up every morning, seeing the ocean every morning. And I started getting these emails from Ukraine. And of course I was like, what is this? I don't, you know, I don't get it. And let me back up for one second. So at that time, YouTube had just started. And so that was another thing that I had decided to do was to create a weekly tarot reading. And then nobody was doing it. And so I started getting these emails and I took it to a friend at work. She was Russian. And I said, do you know what this is? Because I don't know this language, but I think it's Russian. And she was like, oh, my God. Tanya, this is the biggest TV show in Russia. She's like, write them back and tell them yes. I was like, what is this about? She's like, they're inviting you to be a part of the International Psychic Challenge. I was like, what? And so I wrote them back and they wrote me back right away. And I was like, if you're really serious about inviting me to Ukraine, you know, call me right now. And it was the middle of my shift. And I remember they called and i was like wow and they're like we really want to invite you we've seen your youtube videos and we would love for you to participate in our upcoming season and i said yeah (laughs) you know i was working as a busboy and a server and a hostess and all of that and i said absolutely so they sent me a ticket i flew to ukraine and i was terrified and people had just The movie Taken had just come out. And so (laughs) people were like, did you see Taken? They're going to sell you in the black market. You can't just go to Europe. Who do you think you are? And I was like, you know what? I'm going. Something just told me again, do it. And so I got off the plane after traveling like 20 hours. I had never been that far. And there was a TV crew waiting for me. And I was like, oh my God, this is for real. And so there was some, we went to a tryout the next day. There was over 4,000 people from all over the world. I saw people dressed up as gladiators. I mean, I had never seen anything like this before. I, had, I mean, it was wizards and witches and, I mean, people who had gifts and people who didn't have gifts. You know, people who had snakes and all kinds of things, you know? And I was like, oh my God, what am I, what is this? Is this a circus or is this a TV show? I mean, I really couldn't believe it. And they um, gave us all a series of tests and I passed and they invited me to the show. They picked me out of, like I said, out of 4,000 people. And we started with about 200. That got narrowed down to about 100, then it was narrowed down to 50, then it was narrowed down to 20, then it was narrowed down to 12, then it was six. And by then, we they started the voting on the TV show. They started voting, and then it was four, and then it was three. and. I was voted number three and the TV show, I have to say, was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And so I'm gonna stop there so you can ask me questions, but I did wanna go into all of that because I wanna share, it, it was truly a journey. I didn't get there from, I didn't get there by myself. I totally didn't and that's why I wanted to share the whole journey with you and your listeners so you could hear that it truly is a journey
0: i i loved it i'm just like whoa (laughs) i i honestly thought when you said uh i was doing the readings at the coffee shop i sometimes it it lasts like a couple of months and then you like move on you were there for four years i was just like what that's so crazy and then you know you go to costa rica you go to qs quite the journey and yeah i was just thinking about when when you went to well even bad track i miss borders <laughs> Yes, <laughs> right? yeah i was talking about borders yesterday and uh yeah I, I i love reading and i used to just sit up on the windowsill and read my books and people watch so yeah i i definitely felt what you were feeling when you mentioned borders uh i think it's a special it has a special place in everyone's heart who are avid readers i don't know but um uh, yeah, so w- when you went to the, the high school, what was the kids' initial reaction to you? Were they just like, yeah, all right, sure, maybe i gave give it a try along with my friends don't see it? That was one of the things that really stuck out with me because I know uh, even in my practice with adults, it's like this really private thing a lot of times. So I'm wondering, how was that with children? or teenagers.
2: Yeah. Well, it was not easy because it was again, it was, I was during their gym class. And so they had to take, they had to do it. And there were people who sat out. I actually even had a parent um, come and write me a letter and was like, you know, I'm not, my daughter is not participating. This is religious. And I had to explain that yoga is not religious. And they were against her doing it. And I said, we're exercising. We're doing poses. If anything, I'm teaching them to breathe. I remember there was a young man who was one of the, I don't, I don't want to stereotype or judge, but I knew he was a big time head honcho in something, you know, he was feared by many and he gave me the hardest time. He was like, you're not a yoga teacher. You look too young. He's like, are you an undercover, you know? And he was giving me a <laughs> really, really hard time. And I just, like I said, I kept showing up. I was just, you know, put on the quiet music. And I remember he was like, I can't even touch my toes. How am I going to get, how am I going to be in this yoga class? I was like, just try it with me. Just try it. Just try it. And I said, by the end of the week, if you, if you do it every day, I bet you can touch your toes. And all his boys were like, all right, bro, if you do it, I'll do it. And so when they started doing it, then everybody started doing it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they would see me in the parking lot. Yo, yoga lady, let me help you. Let's go to yoga. Then they would be so excited because they could (laughs) see that it was helping them. It was clearing their mind. And then I started working with the pregnant girls in the high school. And and they really started um, coming and, getting support and their friends started seeing it as well as a way of of supporting themselves and calming their mind and their their bodies and their spirit and so it was very 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 i mean i would sometimes have half the class sitting out and just watching us and and then gradually cuz this went on for almost a year I would, you know, through rain, snow, and sleet, I would get there to support the kids because I knew that it would help them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, I just, I did it. I, I did Girl Scout groups. I did all kinds of teaching um, throughout Chicago in the schools and the, all the different ways that I could because I also then was certified in what was called yoga ed teaching children and teachers how to incorporate yoga into their school day. And that was something that, again, back then, it was so foreign. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and no one had ever done it. And I was one of the first people to do it. So, yeah, I, I really created my own lane. And, and I really, that's how I've always been, is creating my own lane. And so, yeah that it was not easy, but so worth it.
0: Yeah, I love it. You're you're a pioneer, really, because when when you were telling your story and you're saying, and by the way, YouTube just started and Craigslist and AOL, and Mm I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Because one, well, besides that you are an amazing uh, woman, especially nowadays when, where social media is just everywhere, I feel like people are so guarded sometimes to want to tap into that essence that should I go to Costa Rica or Kivas or there's just so many what-ifs and so many things that people say. And even when you're just like, and by the way, taken had just came out. There mm-hmm. were so many reasons not to do something. So what what are some of the things you would tell people? who had these things where you're just like, wait a minute, hey, I did this before this was a thing. So how how do you uh, help or what are some of the things you would tell people to help them be okay with living their truth? Faith.
2: Everything starts with Mm -hmm. faith. And it's not just faith in yourself. It's faith in a higher power because When I, even when I went to Key West, I went by myself with two suitcases. I had no place to stay. You know, I actually was sleeping on the couch of, I had met this Russian woman who just, she, her name was Tatiana. And so she was like, okay, your name is Tanya. And so she just felt, you know, she was an immigrant and then her roommate was a woman from China. And so they both just were like, okay, you're a sister. I could see you have no place to go. And they welcomed me to stay on their couch. And I had never done anything like that, but I knew I was guided. Faith kept telling me, just keep doing it. Just keep Mm -hmm. doing it. Just keep doing it. And, and again, if we don't have faith in something greater than ourselves, because it can be very shaky to have it in ourselves only. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I just always, you know, okay, spirit, you brought this to me. So I know it's for me, not against me. Mm -hmm. And I knew that anything that was given to me by spirit, that it was for me. Cause of course me by myself, I couldn't have ever planned this. I could have never got to Kiev. I, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I, I could have never, but I knew when it was brought to me that it was for me. And like I said, I've been one who creates my own lane. I have always had that faith that I was being guided. And that's part of the intuitive gift is recognizing that there is a voice that speaks to you that is for you. I always, I tell people all the time, you're either listening to spirit or static. Mm. And so, you know, when it's static and you know, when it's spirit and you are the decider. Mm mm-hmm. And so that is what faith is, is recognizing who you're listening to and what you're listening to.
0: Yeah. I, I really wholeheartedly agree with that. It's, it's like you're debunking so much, you know, it, when you said static Mm -hmm. or spirit, you know, because one of the questions I, I like to ask the guests who come on the show is what are some of the things that you are constantly debunking and, It sounds like, is that like, okay, you can listen to this or that, but you have to make that choice because spirit and static will always be there. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Even in the experience of, in the passing of this beloved spirit that we just, you know, dealt with yesterday of of Kobe Bryant and his beloved daughter, I, I recognize that it, that is spirit and i of course i cried my husband cried we all cried and and we still are feeling that but i know spirit is there Mm -hmm. you know and i know even if no one else can see it right now because they're in their pain you know his wife and his daughters i know spirit is there i know spirit is there and it's 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 recognizing that the invisible world is always right here with us at the same time as this fantasy world that we live in. you know I know that spiritual world is right there, just as close as our as our breath, and I know that life is eternal. I know that life is eternal, and mm-hmm. so i i just I recognize that it is so difficult for us to to understand that. And I'm a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles, and as a spiritual practice, along with all my other spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it's constantly reminding me that spirit is eternal. And, and even in the Bible, it says there is no death. And, and that's because that invisible world reminds us our ancestors are always with us, but do we do we connect to our ancestors? Right. And yeah. So it, it, that's that's what faith is. That is what that listening. That is it. Static or is it spirit? And those are the only two voices. Everybody else's voice or the media or so you know, out your parents. It's all static.
0: I feel like that's a Tanya Tanyaism. Yes, <laughs> website. Yes, 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 it is. Love that. Another thing you mentioned was that knock on the door from spirit, and I mm-hmm. feel like so many of us have that knocking, but we don't know exactly that it's that spirit aspect. And what I have realized is that so many things make up that. And one of the the divine beings that I have connected with and you have connected with so many others have connected with our goddesses and so i just want to shift the gears here because i believe that there's a really strong connection here with diving into that energy where you know there is that guidance there and i just know that one of the goddesses that i have been uh communicating with on and all throughout the years is Yamanya, and i know that there's a big um Uh, emotional aspect to her because of her uh, relation to water so because I know I saw this on your your Instagram page as well because I just viewed you all over the place uh what was your connection with um Yamanya and and what are some of the the ways people can connect with a a goddess
2: oh such a great question Tia thank you so much so Yemaya has been a huge, huge part of my life, most of my life. I'm a Cancer Leo, so my birthday is July 22nd. So that Cancer water aspect is is Yemaya for me. And as a little girl, I would sleepwalk, and what I would scream was the bubbles were chasing me. So I knew in a past life that I had drowned, and so that energy of Yemaya came to me at a very, very early age. And water was always calling me, as I have shared. So I remember as, as one of the things that I was the most important aspect to my traveling was being near water. And so all the places that I've gone to Costa Rica, Spain, I, I, I Key West, all of it has been water related, even now here in Puerto Vallarta it's it's on the ocean and i know it is my true connection to yamaya in that way and her energy is water we are made of water she also then because of water goes with the moon and of course that is the cancer planet and so the moon and and yamaya all of that is 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 really more than a divine force it is uh an inner knowing. And as women, we carry the moon within us through our feminine cycles every single month. And so connecting to Yemaya is as simple as, you know, having a candle and water, going, putting your feet in the water, having a bath, really allowing yourself to tune in to the goddess aspect in you you know many now many people are into the goddesses and the orishas and the ancestors because they want something the thing is connecting with ancestors orishas yamaya oya oshun as in any ancestor they asked you to connect and and not asking for something it's just like when we you know if every prayer you're saying, God, please help me get this. I I really want this. I really want this. That's not prayer. That's Mm -hmm. begging. That's beseeching, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you're connecting to Yamaya because you want something, again, that's not honoring her. That is manipulation, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we recognize, are are we honoring our ancestors or are we begging to get what we want. And and so it's important that there is a level of reverence, a level of honoring. Every day I connect to one of the orishas. And most of the time I don't ask them for anything other than guidance for the day. But Mm -hmm. before I do that, I pour a libations, I light an incense, I have a, a, a candle going all the time in my home. And And people ask me all the time, why do you and how do you do that? I I, I keep a candle burning. There's there's no how to it. I keep a candle burning. I have it in a plate of water. Um, And even with my cats, they never disturb it because they're used to it now. I've been doing it for years. And that is where I pour the libations every day. And that is the same place where I light an incense and I say, thank you, good morning, Thank you for the insight that's coming to me today. And then by the end of the day, I do the same thing, but I I keep the light going. And the reason that a candle is so, um, such a a great practice because it is showing us that the light, like the energy is always there, but do we
0: see it? Mm. I really appreciate the fact that you made it simple. Because I see so many, and not to knock the people who, because you can can make it as intricate as you like, but when people see that, they take it as, oh my God, that's what I had to do. What you said was, I light a candle, pour libations. I say my, you know, my thanks. Like you kept it so simple. And it's just like if you were to uh, catch up with one of your best girlfriends. What do you normally do you usually have something to snack on you usually have something to drink and you have this little sacred space for you guys whether it's on the couch in the kitchen on your deck that's how it is but with even more reverence because dealing with goddesses and and you know all those other spiritual beings so much has been done for us to be able to be in in this presence so i just really thank you for making that so easy to apply, but to make sure people are noticing that, wait a minute, it's not begging, because that that's not what you want to do. You want to have that reverence.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, the other thing about that too is, you know, our ancestors are, you know, our true ancestors that were slaves and that were, that didn't have access to all these candles and crystals mm-hmm. and things like that, Again, simple, simple, you know, I I think of our, you know, our brothers and sisters right now, here, even in Mexico, these are not, our countries have not been prosperous. They are prosperous for those who take from our countries. Mm -hmm. However, our brown countries are, are always in, in the red, you know, they're in the, in the black there's not a lot of prosperity so lighting a candle having a candle is an inexpensive way to constantly honor i mean here all over mexico you will see candles burning in -hmm. the poorest of neighborhoods or in the most affluent of of neighborhoods because that shows us that the light is always there and so you can have as elaborate you know, alter as you like, or as simple. And, and, and this is how the ego mind tricks us into thinking, Oh, you've got to have this. Oh, you've got to have that. And I've had so many people write me, Oh, you need to be, you know, um, you need to be initiated into this who do you think you are and ooh you're going to be a bad person none of our ancestors were they all initiated <laughs> right exactly <laughs> you know every single person had to be initiated are you kidding me
0: Again, exactly
2: our countries have not ha- have not had the prosperity that that we now have and therefore how can everybody
0: be initiated exactly Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, something you said that I want to break up because I believe a lot of people have a similar experience, but don't realize what it is. When you said the bubbles were chasing you,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: reminded me of when I had this, uh, it was a dream. but I, So I was reading a book about markings of um, witches. So I went to sleep and I woke up and I jumped up because I saw smoke on my arm and I'm jumping up screaming, get off me, get off me. And I think only my mom heard me. Like there's other people in the house, but only my mom heard me scream. She's like, are you okay? And it was very interesting because when I was reading a book, I do have that extra mo, and it's really crazy. So what I'm saying is there are some past life issues that really do take place. And I what I believe is that there are other people who have similar experiences but they just chalk it off as, oh, it was just a dream. No, that's sort of like your, your passageway to remembering who you are. Do you find that a lot too?
2: Absolutely. Our, we are connected to our past. It's all consciousness. It's all consciousness. And so when we are intuitive, when we are in tuned, which is what intuitive means, it means in tune with yourself you will see the the signs and the symbols that spirit is guiding you to. So for many, many years, I was, you know, afraid of the water. I just shared with you all of Mm -hmm. the love that I had for the water, but I was afraid of the water because of that drowning dream and, or that drowning, you know, I would wake up. I would sleepwalk running from the bubbles as, as a child. And so I asked spirit reveal to me what this is Reveal to me. And so I had a past life regression with someone else and I had a several lives come through mm-hmm. one. I, I had drowned, um, as a young woman, I had been drinking, which is also a drowning and I fell into a pond of water and, and drowned. Another one was a, um, and, and energy of also drowning in the water, unable to get up. And just last week I shared in one of my Instagrams and one of the posts that I was swimming with the alligators and that is Oshun energy. And I was like, why? I, mean, I have many water dreams because I know that that's how spirit speaks to me. And, and the symbols and the past life regressions are really they are our gateways. And that's why it takes someone who, is, who knows what they're doing to work with. Because most people, and, and I'm not knocking anyone, most people who are saying that they're psychic and saying that they're mediums and that they can help you are not telling you the truth. They are doing their best to read you. Um, And doing their best to tell you what you want to hear, because it takes a clear vessel to -hmm. be able to speak to spirit at a high level. Now, I'm not saying that there's people out there who don't have a high level of of gift either. That's not what I'm saying. But most, the most that I see today, because now everybody's a spiritual counselor, everybody's a tarot expert, everybody's Mm -hmm. a bruja and a witch, It, it can't be... The truth, um, as over the years I have stopped drinking, I don't eat meat or very little. You know, depending on if I can get around it. You know, it, it is difficult sometimes, and um, but I, I really am very conscious. Eat, I'm a conscious eater. I don't smoke and I used to smoke marijuana and cigarettes. And so when I tell you that I'm clear, I absolutely mean that. And that this is not just a habit that I have. This is my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I I really clarity is a part of my work. I had it's like if someone calls me today, I had a woman a few months ago, a client of mine from Ukraine. I've worked with her and her family for the last eight years. Her husband died late last year. And and she said, you know, Tanya, I, I, I mean, I've known him as well. And I said, oh yeah, I can, I can sense that he's with you. He gave me a message for you. And he's, you know, and I said, do you have a dress with blue flowers? And she's like, oh my God, that was his favorite dress. And I said, yeah, he's with you. And I said, how would I know that? You're in Ukraine, right. you know? And so that's the kind of clarity that I'm talking about. A person who is asking you a bunch of questions, they're fishing, you know? And so these are some of the ways that I share with people. If people start asking you questions, then they don't, they're not gifted. They're just using what you're telling them and trying to make it sound good. And when people work with me, the first, I, I, I tell them, please, I don't ask you any questions. I read your spirit. And then I share cards with you. And what I do is an energetic body scan where I start at the feet and work all the way up. And it blows my mind sometimes, you know, because Mm -hmm. I know it's not me. It's not Tanya. It is spirit speaking to spirit. And that is what I tell everyone. I said, you know, if I surprise you, remember, it is not me. It is spirit, my spirit speaking to your spirit. And so it, that's what I mean by who you work with. If, if they're, you know, you'll know again, but if you're not connected to your energy, you won't know how, if somebody else is trying to pick up your energy, you know, and you won't know if you're feeling what you feel. Because again, intuition means to be in, to look in, and 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 that's what's important. And most people are just looking out and looking for that outside guidance and looking for that outside confirmation, and 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 that's that's not spirit. That is, that is I don't know what to call it. I don't know what right. to call it. But it's yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's like looking for um, almost permission in mm-hmm. unison with the confirmation. And, yeah, it, it's unfortunate because, yeah, I've, I've been down that road where a lady told me I was cursed and I needed to buy $200 worth of candles that would heal the curse that my grandmother put on me, which is totally untrue. I had um, somebody
2: write me that last week, just last week, and she was like, yeah. oh, my God, can you help me get this curse? I said, you don't have a curse. I've worked with people in Russia, and in Russia, they believe in curses. They really believe in curses. And one of the episodes that we had was all about curses and, and working with people around that. So um, in Europe, curses are big, but a curse is as strong as the belief.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's is it is unfortunate. And that's why I love having these conversations because I know that people are getting educated. And when they do want to get a reading, they, can go into that reading, knowing sort of what to look for you know and and that's when that's what happens also when you communicate with goddesses, you know you have this idea you know not holding something so strong that if, if it's not this, then it can't be that, but just getting the sense of what to expect if you go into a situation with someone who you trust, then you know you're going to have a great reading, you know that you are going to be enlightened you're going to have some knowledge okay you're going to be receiving some kind of guidance and the same thing on on the flip side when someone goes to a a reader you shouldn't really go in looking for approval on trying to do something that really shouldn't be doing anyway that's
2: manipulation yeah
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that's how we manipulate we try to get what we want and that's not spirit
0: exactly and so when working with goddesses I love again I love how you uh, display the the candle and you know other properties to help you get into that, that flow what if someone is at work or they are in a supermarket what are some quick ways or like just something to just draw in that Yomanya energy that, you know, I need your guidance right now. How can someone do that?
2: Oh, great question, Tia. Thank you. So crystals are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I also um, have like what I call spirit jewelry, which is um, jewelry that I've, or you know, kind of, I don't want to say jewelry, jewelry, but kind of necklaces and things that I've gotten from. The Spanish bodegas, and you know, I've had friends bring me things from Cuba, from all over the place that have you know meaning. And it's really just the colored beads mm-hmm. of the certain, you know, energy. So I have for Yamaya, I have a blue necklace. And it's just it's plastic beads and that are strung together that I got in the bodega, or you know, I have um some cowrie shells that I wear, but I also sleep with my crystals above my bed. So you can have a crystal. I have crystals on my bracelet right now. Amethyst is my engagement ring. So crystals are a great way, like I said, and also your amulets, you know, anything I have the evil eye on. I do, I I believe, you know, and, and finding ways that we can use our energy to support us instead of, Always thinking we need to be under protection, because if we always believe we're needing to be under protection, then we're always feeling attacked. And is that the truth? No, that's not the truth. And so it's really about The energy that you are either holding, you know, honoring and holding in within yourself and you know, I I used to always put crystals in my bra. You know, yep, so, I
1: do
2: too. <laughs> yeah, so crystals in the bra, having a little amulet. I have little prosperity cards in my wallet. Um, I also have um, some fool's gold, which is pyrite, in the yeah. wallet. You know, and just little things like that that really are honoring. Again, it, it's all about honoring your energy, honoring the ancestors. There's so many little ways to do things. And that's why I love having the Brown Girls Who Bruja because I wanted to show and share that, yeah, you don't have to go and spend hundred dollars on a crystal necklace. You can make your own, make your own waist beads. I love waist beads. I love crystal jewelry, like I said, or little... Amulets, or you know, little things that you can get at the bodega or at the the witchy stores. Now, I don't like I said, I haven't been in the U.S. for a while, so I don't know what's out there. But I know that there's people making these things all the time. So it's all energy. It's all energy.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool because it's just (laughs) sometimes people are in the situation and they feel stuck. Oh my gosh, I need clarity. What can I do? And unfortunately, sometimes they can't go outside and get a breath of fresh air because they're in the office and God forbid, they take another break. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really cool. They can have that, you know, the amulets and things like that to really help them.
2: And you know what? Let me just share this really quickly. Um, Put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Ask spirit to be with you. You know, one of the quickest ways that you can ask spirit to be with you is please hear me. Please love me. Please forgive me with your hand on your heart that because your heart is what spirit hears. It doesn't hear your requests through your mouth or through your mind. It, It listens to your heart. And this is why I was sharing about the clarity. If you're not clear, if you are hating on somebody, you're not clear. If you're jealous of someone, you're not clear. If you are trying to manipulate, you're not clear. But when you close your eyes and you're honest with yourself and you tune in even just that deep breath, if you have to go to the bathroom and cry for a second, um, tune in, that, that's the whole, the tune in is how you turn on spirit. And that's what I learned through yoga, which really helped me deepen my intuitive connection, is through breath and, and closing the eyes because our eyes are where we perceive and that's where we believe, that's what we believe. And so when we close our eyes, there is nothing. There is nothing but us in spirit. And so taking that breath of of even just gratitude, just thank you. I'm alive. Thank you for this next breath. Because that's how close spirit is right there in the breath. The fact that we're alive is letting us know that spirit is with us.
0: I had a little chill when I did that when you said, put your hand on your heart and say those things. So yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone else is going to Slight like chills. Love it. So uh, final thoughts, a and anything that you want to tell the listeners about upcoming events?
2: Absolutely. So uh, the, I'm, uh, excuse me. I have a spiritual counseling and writing therapy called Write Her. Many of us don't recognize how great our own power is. And through writing is how we can express our, our pain, but also our power. And I'll be sharing spiritual guidance and, and counseling and supporting women. This is for women only because we'll be talking about very feminine, um, divine feminine principles and practices, our moon cycle, and how to in, 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 um, embrace and embody that power at, during our moon time and things like that. So write her. There'll be six-week cycles. And it is something that I'm really excited about as I write my book and in supporting women as well. And through Brown Girls Who Bruja, we'll have pop-up workshops. And I also have a upcoming Course in Miracles weekly circle that I will be um, hosting um, starting February 1st or February 2nd, actually. (laughs) So yeah, there's many ways that I'll be connecting with, with Beloveds. Yes, thank you.
0: I, If I remember correctly, February 2nd is uh, Goddess Bridget's Day.
2: Yes, Bridget. and it is also um, the day of, it is a day of Yamaya as well, because her day is Saturday. And it will be 2 to two two because it's 2020. So Yamaya Day will be Saturday, two, 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 two. And so I that is another way that I love to connect to is um through the numbers. My birthday is the 22nd 722. So seven is the number for Yamaya. And then two my birthday. So numerology, there's so many ways that spirit speaks to us. So that's another little one there.
0: Amazing. Love it. And one uh, final thing I wanted to tell the listeners, there's a book called uh, The Goddess Guide. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, Tanya. And I just thought about this because that was one of my references for learning about Yamanya. So it, when you get some time, sign up for Tanya's courses and you know get this book as like a supplement <laughs> as well. Great mm-hmm. read. And it's just a list of a bunch of goddesses. And and Yamanya is definitely in here. She's on page
2: 79. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So thank thank you. you so much, Tanya, for being on the show. It was such a pleasure. I've learned so much. And I know the listeners have learned a lot as well.
2: Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share some insight and inspiration with you and your followers. It's always such a blessing and a gift to share.
0: Awesome. So thanks again. I am rooting for you. I am sending everyone so many blessings. Until next time. As always, spiritual trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you. And I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.